Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Blue Origin Space Flight, Pirate Names, Onion Harvest and Twin Temperature Top Tips. Now Lippy. Yes. This is a day of days. Day of days? Yes. Oh, I don't know what that means. 20th of July when we recorded this and Jeff Bezos, his brother, an 82-year-old woman and an 18-year-old lad have all gone into space this afternoon. It is, isn't it? Day of days. Day of days. Watched it live. It was um, a bit nerve-wracking, to be honest, having uh, having watched mm. the Challenger before. And yeah, I can imagine. Such a good ending. But it was, it was as I said to a mate, it it was probably more expensive than Autumn Towers. And as far as Wally Funk's concerned, quite a much longer queue as well. Some 60 yeah, odd years. <laughs> so they reached a height of 351,210 feet in four minutes. Mm. And the live stream had all sorts of information, such as the speed and how far they'd gone. And on the side, a graph of where they passed zero G and the Kalman line, which is obviously quite important as far as yeah. his uh, fight with. Um, Richard Branson is concerned. Yes. And then they landed 10 minutes and 18 seconds after launch. So it really was quite a short ride. Very quick little trip, isn't it? I can't imagine you see much. Well, funny enough, you made a comment last week about Wally Funk having a window seat. Yes. And she did have a window seat. Yes. Oh, good. She She deserved a window seat, didn't she? To be honest, the top of it was like a very fast conservatory. There was a lot of glass. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's sort of what you want when you've paid £28 million for a ticket. She paid that? No, she didn't, but uh, it was raffled or auctioned, and a gentleman paid £28 an anonymous gentleman paid £28 million for it. However, there was a bit of um, conflict in his diary. He couldn't do it, so he sent his son, hence the 18-year-old. How awesome. How cool would that be? Your dad literally go, oh, I can't go. Do you want to go into space? Yeah, that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> That's really not going to happen. Well, it did for him, Quite frankly, it? Well, it did, but I would move stuff around. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> what is more important another... than a trip into space? Anyway, that was really cool to watch and all went very successfully. We look forward to uh, the next chapter of that instalment. Mm. Hopefully uh, it won't be £28 million forever. No, I wouldn't have thought so. The cost will come down to probably to an affordable 22 <laughs> So you've had a bit of a trip this week, obviously not quite as far and for quite a bit longer. Yes, I went down to Cornwall. I had a lovely little trip, went on Thursday, came back on Sunday. And we were saying it's very impressive because we obviously booked this. We have a friend that lives down there, so we went to stay with her and um, we booked this in like three or four months ago. And we've had such bad weather up until Mm. literally Thursday last week absolutely nailed it we did um it was a lot cooler than up here as well which was nice because we've got the sea breeze it was lovely uh we took a little dog as well who had a little accident oh dear actually had a few had a few little accidents the dog um the 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 most the funniest one really being that uh my friend thought oh well whilst we're here and we're like by the beach and stuff we're gonna teach him to swim 
Because he's been in water and he, he likes water, but he can't swim yet because he's not ever been in deep enough water. Um, and we didn't take him out in the day because obviously it was too hot and he is a fluffy dog. So he stayed at home in the aircon house um, with uh, my friend's girlfriend whilst we were out having a great time but in the sea and the beach. Um, and he came down for the evening when we went back for dinner. So my, my friend's sister thought, oh, I'll take him in here. Like, it's not too bad. It was quite wavy. And we were all a bit like, oh, should we just wait until tomorrow when we're going to the beach? Like, that's in a cove, which is a lot more flat rather than the beach with all the big waves. But no, we'll take him in here. Walks, walks in to about knee, just below knee height for her. It's quite deep considering this dog's very tiny. Puts the dog in after a wave's come, not knowing there's a bigger wave behind her. And, um, you know, when you're a child and you get caught in a big wave and you get all swollen. Yeah, that literally happened to the poor puppy. Oh, poor thing. Oh, I bet he (laughs) He looked very sorry for himself. Like an absolute drowned rat came running out and then had the zoomies because he was wet. And was just running around like a headless chicken. <laughs> Wouldn't let anybody pick him up for about 10 minutes because he was like, oh, I'm not going back in the sea, not going back in the sea. No, quite. Well, it would have gone one of two okay. ways, wouldn't it? That was the best thing ever or that was the worst thing ever. Well, he did go back in the sea the next day. So I don't think he was too traumatised by the whole whole situation. Oh, okay. But there, <laughs> there really was a video of, of, the, uh, of the event because... The mum of the dog obviously thought, oh, video, his first time swimming. And there's just this moment where all of us go, oh, no. And then next thing you know, the wave hits the top of the dog. Dear, oh dear. I would like to say no dogs were harmed. He was absolutely fine. And he did go swimming Good. again. So well, that's no, a relief. no abuse. But yes, I think it could take quite a lot to put a dog off swimming. They, they'll swim in anything. Yeah, he did like the water, even though he had a bit of a dunk. Good. And you came back with some frozen Cornish pasties for us. I did. Because my friend lives down there. She knew about a bakery that sell, they're called Prima Bakery, I think. Um, And they sell fresh ones. And they also sell frozen ones that they give you with little instructions on how to bake them. So I bought a load of normal ones and a load of cheese and onion ones. Fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to partaking of those very soon. Yes, I'll make sure I bring them back in a freezer bag so they don't defrost on the way home. But uh, I haven't eaten any yet, actually. I've been too hot. I didn't want to turn my oven on. No, no, it's not ideal. It reminds me of a friend of mine who worked, well, lived up in Stoke-on-Trent and used to come down here for for work. And every now and then he'd bring these Staffordshire oat cakes. And it was it's basically two pancakes, and in between the pancake is a combination of sausage, egg, cheese, black pudding, just about anything you can imagine. And it, that you know, so obviously, good. perhaps not the healthiest thing on the mm, on no. the menu, but they don't half taste good. But, uh, sadly, mm. he's not worked down here for about fifteen years, so not yeah. had one for a very long time. I have to see if we can get some yeah. to send down. Yeah, our, our trip was very food orientated, though. We both like to eat a lot. Excellent. So um, we had a, at least one ice cream a day. Obviously, because Cornish ice creams are also absolutely unbelievable. Like they're just so creamy and good and fresh. We then had, I had two pasties. My friend had like four. Every time we saw one, she was like, I'm going to go get a pasty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the novelty of it, isn't it? 
It's a, it's a bit yeah. like our trips to Italy. They seem to serve pasta with every meal at some point. Mm. And you start off going, oh, this is nice, this is nice. And by the third or fourth day again, actually, I think I'm going to skip the pasta course because I've yeah. put on three stone and <laughs> can't get back in the mini. No, no, yeah. So lots of pasties. And then we ate on the beach every night, which was so lovely. Oh, that's really nice. Really nice. Mm. Yeah, she lives like a five-minute walk from the beach, so it was a lovely little trip away. I highly recommend doing a staycation this year and and going down to Cornwall. Well, I think it's possibly the route of of less hassle, although I think Mm. many people are doing it. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, we had some missives this week from various people, from the Bristol Cat Undertaker, and I was catching up on our podcast where we talked about artificial intelligence. Yes. And he sent me a link to an article where artificial, artificial intelligence even can tell the sex of someone based on their eyes and nobody can work out how it does it. So an optician, it's a 50-50 guess. They can't, you know, they get no. lucky basically if they guess it right. Mm. But this IA is, uh, IA, AI is, uh, <laughs> is absolutely astonishing. So maybe that one day. That is impressive. Yeah, isn't it? well, it's slightly worrying. We don't know how they do it. I guess it's seeing things. Yeah, because that we're people's not eyes aren't more. They're not more shaped depending on if they're male or female. The shape is genetic to the person, not to the gender. Yeah, this is looking at the retina. So it's oh. if you have an eye check, and sometimes they'll, as you get older, they'll take a photo of your retina to check there's some glaucoma or uh, eye disease. I've had a picture of my retina. I think it's also good at spotting diabetes as well, for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's so, the other one they told yeah. me, diabetes. So we'll post a link to that. That was quite interesting. Obviously, if you've got any other AI stories or IA stories, then um, please send there them in. There must be some sort of coding in your eye, some sort of genetic DNA type thing. Weird. Yes, it is weird. And I don't think we're going to work out what it is on this podcast. No. No matter how hard you think. <laughs> Do you know what, though? I wonder if it can determine the difference between, like, if it's born a man, but a trans woman, and has gone through the procedure, I wonder if that then changes the thing that indicates to it whether it's a man or a woman. You're casting off into a very dangerous territory, to be honest. Let's, (laughs) let's, uh, Let's do a quick reverse ferret there. And we had a message from the Screaming Tomato down under. Uh, he too was catching up with our podcast. And he remembers butter on the head bump. Uh, bear in mind that he was brought up in South Africa. Then uh, obviously it's a uh, transcontinental cure, butter for all sorts of things. Mm. Uh, his memory is that it was only for the head and not for the knees. Which is interesting. Mm. And he pointed out that a shower for chicken pots could lower your temperature if you were uh, if you did have a higher temperature. So a cold shower would, would do that. But obviously it's never going to wash the uh, spots away. Top tip for you for flat pack furniture. It will be on YouTube somewhere. But as I pointed out to the Screaming Tomato, it was in block capitals in front of you and you still didn't see it. So Yeah, it wasn't a case of not having the instructions. It was yeah, a case of not reading them. Quite. <laughs> now, I think I've spoken before about the elderly gentleman that goes swimming on a Monday morning at 630 Yes. And I thought he was in his 90s, but he's only just 90. He was 90 this year. Oh. And he's been a member of the Rotary Club in the village, which is a competitor organisation to the Lions, but we get on very well. 
and um, he's done a walk over the last 10 days. So he's walked a total of 10 kilometres over 10 days, um, wow. a kilometre a day, which is, which is brilliant. And he's raised a stack of money for it. I was talking to him on Monday, and his last day was Sunday for the walk. And he said the money they collected, the cash they collected, was just just astonishing. He said, and, and there's lots of notes as well, so it's not mm. pennies and five p's. It's you know, it's impressive. So it'll be interesting to see how much he raised from that. And I think it was going to Great Ormond Street and one of the air ambulances. So very mm. very good causes. So well done, Giovanni. Well done. Yeah, indeed. that is very impressive. It is, and the fact that he goes he's not been swimming for a while he goes in and does some sort of water exercises but he's had a problem with his shoulder so he's not been swimming but up until then he'd, he'd be cracking up and down those lengths fit as a fiddle fitter than me that's one thing <laughs> probably fitter than me too to be honest and slightly disturbing news from nasa this week that uh, the moon's wobbling orbit is going to cause flooding Oh, yeah, which is a which is a real worry. So they're talking about in 2030, but it goes through phases. So a bit like oh. the sun, there's a there's a wobble on the sun's orbit, which can cause a change of temperature. And obviously, the moon has a massive effect on tides. If we go back a few years, there was a supermoon that coincided with tides in Pool Harbour. And it virtually drained the whole harbour, so only the deep water channel actually had any water in it. So it does, you know, its position and its proximity mm. to the earth does have a major effect on tides. So it's not surprising yeah. it would cause a bit of chaos. So uh, that's one not to look forward to, I would have said. No. 2030. We've got. Well, a bit mid, of time sorry, mid 2030s. So it'll be a, be a cycle. That seems crazy. I um, heard a crazy thing the other day that NASA, when they first started, they were actually exploring the ocean first. That does ring a bell, actually. Mm. And then I heard a crazy conspiracy theory oh, about no. why they stopped searching yeah. the ocean and why they started searching space. It's because they found something and then they thought, we at some point need to get off this planet. So they started looking <laughs> in space. <laughs> and it was like... It's, <laughs> but <laughs> to be fair, the article was a bit kooky because it was definitely some weird mythical monster that they had apparently found. I was like, Ooh. okay, I'll do a little bit of a fact check on this. Yeah, and um, but it does look like it's a rumor. So they didn't explore the oceans first, or the monsters a rumor because I feel like the monster was quite obviously probably not true. Uh, neither's true. Oh, that's sad. So NASA, which is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, and you probably wouldn't call an organisation that if you were searching in the oceans. True, was, that's very was true. opened in 1958, built on the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. So it could have changed its name. So it could have been the mm. same body that uh, pivoted into something else, but it doesn't look like that's the case. Oh, that's sad. Well, I do wonder why people haven't explored the ocean. I feel like we we know more about space probably than we do about the oceans. Almost certainly. It's really difficult. I mean, you look at... Yeah, compression and... Yeah, it is. It's the forces down there. I mean, you've almost got the opposite effect of space where you have less pressure on no the outside yeah. of it. Yeah, because there's a vacuum. But down there, because of the gravitational pull and the weight of the ocean and all sorts of other factors, you, you can't go that far down without all sorts of 
trouble occurring, to be honest. So it is very difficult. And monster finding. And finding monsters, of course. Yes, <laughs> indeed. They're also saying the, that's where the Megalodon lives still. Is that part of the Mafia? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. I assumed it was the high seat of the Mafia. <laughs> the Megalodon is like a... a quadruple the size of a great white shark it's ginormous big shark are you basing this on a slightly ropey film with jason statham in it no they found um jaw like shark jaws which are a lot bigger than the average great white size but at the same time it could just be an unaveragely big great white but they do believe that megalodons were a thing they did exist. Ah, they don't anymore. No, no, no. They're, uh, they're extinct. Okay. They're extinct. Okay. So Jason well, Statham and then this has... Was, he has killed them. He, he has hasn't set them, them free. Okay. <laughs> now, we talked a few, probably months ago, about a chap who fell off the cliffs at Old Harry and had yes. the common sense to push himself away. Well, there's an article in the Mirror, which is not a paper I would normally read, but um, mm-hmm. I've been been on a bit of a scour for weird news and this popped up and it's a picture taken from uh, of old harry of two people that the paper have called clots for some unknown reason and they stood out uh on probably the last bit of headland before you get to the the chalk cliffs having a selfie taken which does from this angle look a bit dodgy but actually if you look at the it was quite a slope actually but if you Oh, no, they have gone a long way out. So I've looked at a map, and it, it looks quite wide, the path, but um, no, it's very steep and very dodgy. And the problem is, if they fall off, then somebody's got to come out and rescue them, and that's not a very pleasant yeah, job. No. So that was a bit stupid, actually. Clot is an informal British word for foolish or clumsy person. So they're well, calling them a foolish, clumsy person. Fortunately, Clots. they were foolish, but not clumsy. Otherwise, it'd be yes. a very different story. Yeah, and it is very crumbly. I mean, we've been past there many, many occasions, and old Harry himself has disappeared into the ocean. So mm. it's only Mrs. Old Harry that's left. Yeah, and that's, they have it barriered off, don't they, normally, around the edge? That's what I thought. Uh, but There's I had a look normally, on um, Google fencing. Maps, and it wasn't. Yeah, I thought there was, actually, but um, maybe, maybe or not. Or we just weren't stupid enough to go to the edge, uh, well, which probably. is strange, because I yeah. am a bit of a clot. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, it, yes. Now, we've worked on the way that we edit this podcast. And mm. I found a service called Clear Voice a few weeks ago, which takes out the ums and ahs. I'd be interested to take yes. whether it takes out that um and this ah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, been, it's been free for the last couple of weeks while they're working on it. And it converted to a paid system last week. Oh. Well, and very reasonable too. Uh, you know, it's oh, that's good. ten euros for a month's worth of of editing, which I think is is pretty good, and it saves me a stack of time as well. And Definitely. they've added a whole bunch of stuff to it, so it takes out um, those, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it takes out stutters and mouth noises, which is one of my worst things that I have to take out for me. It's heavy breathing, what have you, and that sort of noise. Yes. Obviously, if you're not hearing a funny lip-slacking noise, it's because Clear Voice has taken it out. And I'm really mm. impressed. And the next thing they've got on their list is taking out silences. So sometimes we have a bit Ooh, of a that pause. That would be while very helpful, wouldn't it? it? It would, because I have to take a lot of silence out. The yeah. one thing I don't think it can take out is you sniffing. That Yeah, 
I don't sniff as much as I not always do. When you have to listen to it, there's quite a lot in there. Is there? I, just, I have an issue with my nose, you know. I have yes. bad hay fever. I have giant adenoids. Is that What's like a girl a, to do? A megalodon for the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's a megalodon in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, something popped up on Facebook a while back. Uh, what's mm. your pirate name? I saw Which this. Love an it. Awful lot of amusement between uh, uh, our camping crew, and um, I'll post that online because it is quite funny. Or repost it online. And uh, you were, what were you, Billy Goat, De Plank, Bailey. Mine's not that funny. Not too bad actually. The frozen campers' partner is Rapscallion, Cannon Shooter. Shady Cooper. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, that's <laughs> like pretty that. good. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. So they, those are really good. But I think you might have to move them around so that uh, you guarantee you give yourself a really obscure name. Yeah. I think my absolute favourite was probably Chris's. Oh, yes. What was that? It was Year Dirty Locks Stink a Lot. <laughs> Your that, Dirty Locks Stink a Lot. That is very good. <laughs> That is very good. We're all off to Swanage shortly, and um, I think we'll have to refer to one another as our pirate names. Pirate names, yes. Pirate names only. I'll take that. Mine's all right. I'll be Billy Goat. Yes. Well, oh no, it's Donkey, isn't it? Shrek, not Goat. De Plank is kind of... I am a bit of a plank. Anyway, we'll post that for your amusement, and I'm going to have a rant again. I'm sorry. Mm. And there's been a lot of it over the weekend, particularly with the Grand Prix, and... I found a quote which has been attributed by some people to Socrates, but other people saying we've no idea where it came from. And it says, when the debate is lost, slander becomes the tool of the loser. And that is very apparent with people slagging other people off for their views on on the basis that person A is correct and anybody else is an idiot. And that is just not Mm. the case. And I saw a post from a friend of mine talking about something or other and the way it was phrased was like i know what i'm talking about and this is why i've made this decision rather than these are the facts and i have made this decision so there is a bias even you know the person i'm talking about is one of the nicest people you would meet but there still is a bit of a bias even there definitely is so i i think jack nicholson said it best in mars attacks why can't we all just get along and yeah. you know appreciate that some you have different opinions with people and even your closest friends and it doesn't affect that mm. friendship or your respect for them no. because not you know, not everybody's right all the time not no, even me you just have to accept that somebody's made that decision for themselves uh, absolutely and sometimes there is no wrong decision it's just the decision no. that you come to but to then and debates aren't bad a debate is Sometimes good because it teaches you things that you didn't necessarily know about a subject. But at the end of the debate, it needs to be a, well, thanks for teaching me something or, oh, well, we just won't talk about it again now because we obviously have differing opinions. Agree to disagree. But Mm. too many people, I think, have completely closed views on things that no amount of discussion in the world will change their view. Yeah. The thing that really annoys me is when you see someone make a comment on Facebook about a subject and even if they are completely wrong or they've they've been a bit aggressive or not aggressive but a bit short in their in their replies 
the next thing you see is somebody's gone and searched through the whole of their Facebook. And I don't know where these people get the time to do this. And then they start picking things out being like, well, I saw you did this. So that's obviously not true because you've obviously done this back in like 2012. Uh, It's not. It's uh, becoming more and more disillusioned with social media. Mm, The line is getting very faded. Yes, but there are still some great videos of rallying in the 1980s, so I will continue. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I have been... I, people that annoy me have just been removing. Me too. That's something I've been doing. If I see some, a post, I'm just like, over it. I'll just take it off. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, on to better news. The allotment has given us a bit of a harvest of red onions and Ooh. garlic. And 10 kilograms of them, which are... <gasps> Wow. Um, outside on the table, just drying off a little bit before we store them. Impressive. So really, yeah, really pleased with that. And you'll be pleased to know there is a ton of rhubarb that's Does that available. mean I get some? Yes, you can have some on Saturday. And I thought the whole stem had to go red before you picked it, but apparently not. So no, green, isn't it? It is. It is a little bit of red at the bottom, but it is mostly green. Um, so there are loads, there's a ton of that. But apparently the leaves are poisonous, oh. so no eating the leaves. Shall I make some rhubarb jam? I love rhubarb jam. Yeah, if you can. Yeah, it's easy. Excellent. I'll make you some rhubarb jam with your rhubarb. That would be very nice. And and you mm. can freeze it as well, which is another thing to do. Freeze yeah. It. So, uh, yeah, so that's been very good. Unfortunately, I decided to cycle back with 10 kilograms of onions in my <laughs> rucksack, which was a little that's bit... That's a uh, workout. Well, it was a bit of a workout, but also very top-heavy as well. So when I leaned... I really did go. And uh, I cycled along the the old railway line, which crosses a road about halfway through the village. And as I pulled up by the road, this young lad went past with a car with a massive, noisy exhaust on it. And he was racing a bit, to revving and what have you. And he pulled into the playing fields a bit further down. And as I'm cycling along, I can hear him. He's got his foot flat on the floor of the accelerator. It's going... Foot off, foot back on. And then there was the most enormous bang I have ever heard. And then there was silence. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get. Well, that's called not having mechanical sympathy. I always have trouble with Mm. that word. And I hate to say it, but it probably served you right my car had a nice little run but barely drive it at the moment because i work from home but went all the way to cornwall and back yes yeah well none of our cars are getting getting much use are they a friend of mine that runs a garage was saying that uh, he's getting cars in for mot although because of the extension in the middle of last year it's all so much being pushed through the autumn so they have a very quiet summer then it's absolutely manic in the autumn mm. but a lot of people are turning up and going well i'm not gonna have it serviced because i've only done 500 miles since last year so it's there is a it's still you know, being a big, sat there though well yeah i think you can argue it either way hard to know but in terms of effect on businesses small businesses it's obviously has affected them but then there's other cars that have been started having not been started for a very long time and and having issues and then going into the garage so it's probably a bit swings and roundabouts oh sinkhole news oh yeah yes so there has been feverish activity this week there has been all sorts turning up and Ooh. doing things and over the last few days they've refilled the hole with uh, various bits of building rubble i would imagine 
and have that sort of jackhammer thing that hammers it all down and compacts all the stuff down. So I guess it's probably ready to drop some tarmac in now. Interesting. Very. So it has been, mm. has been, uh, yeah, a lot of people there and a lot of activity this week. That's good. Which is, which so is not, very, very good. Not taken long. <laughs> well, once they got started, I mean, bearing in mind they they really got going on Thursday of last week, so they've only had mm. four fourth day of it. Feverish activity with lots of uh, gr- grab vehicles taking <laughs> earth out and putting gravel in and all sorts. Mm. And uh, interesting seeing them pack up today because they, they've taken away all the, the metal shielding that goes around the hole while they're working on it, which is obviously quite heavy. So they're using the, the little digger to load that on the back of a low loader. Uh, but digger's still there. Have you asked to have a go? I, that, they're not going to give that up easily. <laughs> I was having a chat with the chap around the corner and we were wondering whether we could hotwire it, but uh, I think it's probably not, probably not a good idea. No, I don't think they'd appreciate that. No, definitely not. Definitely, definitely, so you'll never not. guess what I did yesterday. What's that? Shook someone's hand. Really? Yeah, because I played netball and, our, and all our COVID rules have been lifted. And apart from sanitising, you have to sanitise in between each quarter, including the ball. So oh, this is a netball, sorry. Yeah, this is a netball. Yeah. And um, and at the end, the girl I was playing with, she was like, oh, do you want to shake hands? And I was like, do you know what? I will. And it felt really weird. <laughs> yeah, it was odd. Right. So Monday I went swimming, which was the first day, well, free, alleged freedom day. And... Um, it's funny how old habits die hard, as they say. So we all trooped in through the spectator entrance along poolside, and the the lifeguard said, "Why have you come this way?" Just did. <laughs> Just what we've been doing for the last eighteen months. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they say, Can you only use the the ch- well, changing village? They call it for some changing. Vi- what well, is a bit like a little village in there? To yeah, be it fair, is, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I guess tomorrow when I go again, we'll go that way. But coming out, you go out the main entrance, so instead of through past the squash courts and out the fire exit. Mm. But it is odd, I have to say, when you start doing it differently. Yeah. But, uh, hopefully, they're still going to keep the booking and the three big lanes, which works yes. really well as far as that's I'm what concerned. I said. I don't think I'll ever just turn up at a restaurant or a pub ever again. I feel like booking is a thing I want now. I want to book. Mm, yeah. I want to know I have a seat when I arrive. Yes, it's probably not a bad idea, but I'd always book a restaurant. A restaurant, yes, but a pub I wouldn't normally. I'd just go down. Well, I think our local pub is still, we just turn up. Anyway, have you got a top tip for us this week? I do. It's a a top tip that I've tried out as well, because I've, to be honest, I've been doing this for a few years because it does really help in the heat. Oh, this is good. It's good two there's two actually i'm gonna double double top tip yeah oh twin top Both tip. to do with the heat twin top tip twin top tip <laughs> that's not easy to say <laughs> oh guess what's going in the introduction then <laughs> no <laughs> anyway top tip number one if you have a hot shower mm. that helps you cool down okay because it raises the temperature of your skin and then when you get out, your skin then feels all of the cool air that's around you. Okay. It's lovely, do it. It's not so lovely when you're in the shower, but when you get out, you're like, oh, that's nice. And top tip number two, if that doesn't work, put ice cubes on your wrist because that's 
where you cool down the quickest. Ah, that is interesting. Mm. Now, I've got this cloth thing that wife of Grumpy bought me a few years ago that you wet with cold water and then you snap it. No, not snap it in half, but you sort of put yank it. Yeah. And it gets, for some unknown reason, it gets really cool and you wrap it around your neck. So it's cooling the blood mm. to the brain. And I that is really like that. effective. Really, really effective. And I think you can do it with warm water as well. So, you know, if you've, mm. I, th- I don't know, maybe a, a water trough in a field if you were out, possibly yeah. you could do it with that. And I don't know how that works. That's. I've got a gel pad which you don't need to refrigerate. Ref- that came out so... No, that came out right. Did well, it? Oh, it sounded funny. <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> you don't need to refrigerate it. Yes. Uh, you just put pressure on it and it goes cold. Ooh. It is for pets. It's meant to be for animals. But wow. um, I use it and I put it behind my back when I go to sleep and it just cools me all down before I go to sleep. That's, that's a really good idea. But then you do have to, like, obviously it heats up, then you have to wait for it to go back yeah. to normal temp before it then goes cold again. But but you could have a number of those, presumably, and just swap them through the night. Yeah, they're only like a fiver, because they're for animals. Yes, yeah. And animals don't have much spending money. No, they don't. <laughs> can't, can't handle the small coins. <laughs> they don't have big enough pockets. No, don't have any pockets at all. Actually, that's not true. Kangaroo does. Oh, yeah. Oh, but those are good top tips. That's a good twin mm. top tip session. Good twin top tip. So I have a medical-based fact of the week. Hmm. Interesting. So, gentleman called Stan Larkin lived for 555 days without a real heart. He wore an artificial heart in a backpack 24-7 which pumped blood around his body and kept him alive. He was also able to play basketball whilst carrying his heart on his back. He has since received a full heart transplant after getting a donor. That is crazy. It is crazy, but when you think about it, all the heart is doing is pumping. Yeah, I guess. And I suppose it knows when to pump faster and slower most of the time. Mm. Mm, I wonder if he had to recharge it. He must have to change the pump. I wonder if it had a spare pump as well. You God, imagine if you were just out and it broke. Yeah, you want a bit of redundancy, Gone. wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, I might research that a bit more, actually. Yeah, that's very impressive, actually. That's... Sort of thing we should be hearing about on the news, in my view. Definitely, yeah. And that he could play sports as well. That is... Because I would... In my head, I'd feel like if you're waiting for a transplant, then you're pretty much immobile. Uh, yeah, I, well, particularly with sport, because presumably yeah. it's not pumping as it should. But if you've got an artificial one, if it can speed up, maybe have a little dial somewhere. or it Sport mode. Sport mode. <laughs> yeah, sport mode, sleep mode. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.